Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So please make sure that you follow the podcast so you can get the notifications for new episodes and see what else that we have going on the show. See what else we have going on the show. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, on Monday mornings, there is a message and a prayer for moms at 830. We do that most Monday mornings, um, every once in a while, it gets hairy. Uh, and because I do them live and it's like just, uh, I get up Mondays and I just really feel like that should be a live thing where I do that. Sometimes things interfere, like six children, sick children. Um, last week, that was one of those cases where I didn't get to record an ap- episode. I had a sick kid and then I also had an appointment that I needed to go to. So things were a little chaotic around here. Um, And then this morning I had a child home with me and I did prayer anyway. uh, So there were some distractions there. So just bear with the Monday morning prayer because it's totally unscripted and totally just real and raw mamahood. So, but make sure that if that interests you, that you tune in for that. And then on Tuesdays, there are uh, expert guest speakers um, at 10 a.m. And both of these uh, times, all of these times that we air Uh, on Tuesdays at 5 a.m. They're all Eastern Standard Time. I just thought that I would say that and make that, uh, just clarify that and make that clear. So during all of our episodes, our Monday morning message, our Tuesdays, our Thursday expert guest speakers, we talk about a variety of different topics to help moms on their mama journey. We talk about hard things, tough things, things that moms uh, don't want to talk about or other moms educators, uh, parent educators don't always want to talk about. Um, and we talk about the nitty gritty of going through life and, and, and things that we, uh, that I think would help moms, encourage moms, relate to moms. So there's really no topic off the table. If something comes up that I think is going to help a mama on her mama journey, we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned for that. But let's just hop into our topic of today. And we are going to talk about some things that I believe that we can and should quit as moms. So specifically, I would like to talk about five things that we can quit as moms. Although I do believe there are a lot more things that we can quit. These are what I believe are the most five, uh, five most important, excuse me. So the number one thing that I believe that we need to quit as moms is the high expectations that we put on ourselves and on the members of our family. So let me just give you a few examples. Um, I am a recovering perfectionist. So I used to really try to show up in perfection and be perfect in everything I did, especially after a childhood and teenage years of uh, maybe even early adulthood where I just felt like, man, I could never do anything right. Somebody's always mad at me. I'm always doing something wrong, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I really just went from like that to uh, to really just trying to be a perfect person and showing up in perfection. Um, really, I want to say for myself... But as long as people were pleased and happy, then I thought that I felt that made me feel good about myself. And I do like, I do like people pleasing. 
Um, and, and for people to be happy, especially the ones that I love, but not at the expense of myself. And I, and I'm not saying that I don't believe that we, we sacrifice for our loved ones, because I very much do believe that we have to do that. And there are times and places, but if it is deeply affecting us and who we are and, and our happiness and, and what we want in life, then um, then I don't believe that we should be sacrificing so much all the time. Where if we're like complete people pleasers, uh, which I was while I was showing up in perfectionism all the time, I was saying no to myself all the time and saying yes to everything and everybody else and never to what I wanted or what I needed in my life. And that's a problem. So that's what I mean by that. Um, And I learned just over the past few years, actually, that if we try to show up in perfectionism every single day, that we're going to fail. We're going to feel like failures because it's impossible We're going to put these high expectations on on ourselves to show up in this certain manner. And some days we're going to be able to show up and, and meet those expectations. But do you think most days we're going to be able to show up and meet those expectations? Because I really don't think so. And that's not a discouraging statement. I'm always striving to be my best. I'm always striving to get all the things done that I need to get done. And instead of putting all of my things um, down on this daily calendar, and I have things daily, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But sometimes I like to pack my schedule full of things. And instead I say, this is what I need to get done this week. And now it seems like a little more manageable, right? These are the things I absolutely need to get done this week to show up well in my business, to show up well in my life. And then these are the things that I want to get done. These are the additional things that if I get through these things, these must things that I need, I must do this week, then these are the things I want to do this week. This would be a bonus. And that helps me. And I think that it looks different for everybody because if I didn't have kids and before I had kids, I could really say, okay, this is what I'm going to do every single day. Um, and really do very, very well at checking off on that list. I've realized since I have kids that are young and my schedule gets messed up and it's unpredictable at this time and stage of my life, this is a stage, it's a season, then I'm feeling like overwhelmed and I'm feeling defeated because I didn't get all the things done because my kid was homesick and I had planned all these things to do today And now my whole schedule is rearranged and I'm flustered because I put all these things on my schedule and now I have to nurture a sick three-year-old or five-year-old. So I want you to think about the expectations that you put on yourself. Because if we're always striving for perfectionism and these high expectations that we put in ourselves, We're going to feel overwhelmed. We're going to feel defeated. We're going to feel like we're failing. Because we're not always going to be able to meet them. What do you need to do to say, 
this is just too high of an expectation. I'm not saying to not push yourself and go out there and reach for the stars and go grab the life that you want because I believe that you can do that without overwhelming yourself with perfectionism. Strive up or get up and strive to do your best every single day. Strive for excellence instead of trying to show up in perfectionism. And that's what I've learned. I've learned to strive for excellence and to show up as my best. And my best looks different every single day. That's not something that I use as a cop-out to be in survival mode or to say, poor me, I just really need to not do anything today and be lazy. But there are days where I need to rest because I've had a heavy, uh, busy schedule. And I said, and I, and there are days where I need to say, Hey, I'm going to take this time for just my boys. And I'm not going to do anything else today. And I'm going to use this as a day of rest. And we all need that. I'm going to use this time as a time of rest to go to the beach with my kids and my family instead of staying home and cleaning my house and cooking all day. Because what do you think my family is going to value more? That I went to the beach and spent that time with them or if I stayed at home and they came home to a clean house and a meal? They can have a meal later. Half the time what I cook, my kids don't even want to eat. They want toddler food, you know, like chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. They want something that I don't need to slave to cook all day. And sometimes I allow them to make those choices, especially on days where we want to spend our days at the beach. Okay, let's have a pizza night. Make our own pizzas. Let me throw something or prep something the night before or do something the night before so I'm not staying at home and doing all these things. The dishes, I don't like a dirty kitchen either. So I say this very loosely. The dishes can wait until we get home. (laughs) Usually not in my house, but I'm just using this as an example. Some people are okay with that. That is something I like to see done. And I like to always come home and to have a clean kitchen. My husband can attest to this. Hate it when my kitchen is dirty. Um... But, okay, maybe I can vacuum the floor when my kids go back to school on Monday and clean the floors later on or when my kids go to bed. What are the expectations? Are you trying to please everybody else in your life above your own needs? Are you putting everybody else and everything else first above what you need. How about the expectations you put on your spouse or for your kids? And I'm just going to give you some two quick examples before we move on to the next thing. Do you expect, and this is an example, okay? Do you expect that when your kids come home from school, they come in, they sit down, they're quiet, and... That's it. 
while kids all day at school have to sit down and be quiet. Okay? Um, my kids' school's a little different. They're, they're very uh, more hands-on and interactive in a sense. They do a lot of sitting too, but they do... I feel like they do a lot more, uh, especially through all of the grades, not just the younger ones, uh, where they're getting up and moving around more than like your normal public school does, which is awesome. But there's still a lot of sitting. There's still a lot of focusing, paying attention, learning, quiet. This is time, you know, where we need to listen, to learn, to be quiet, right? And then they're expected to come home and do that. Is that a high expectation for your kids? Is it a high expectation for your kids, um, for your two-year-old to be on his very best behavior when they've skipped a nap or are tired or hungry and you are expecting them to behave a certain way or to get through skipping a meal or nap time because you want to do something and that's fine if we make those choices but we also have to make the choice um, with keeping in mind that if we skip the nap if we skip the meal or push the meal out for an hour there is a very good possibility that I am going to have a screaming toddler or a cranky toddler or a defiant toddler because They're hungry or they're tired. They're not at their best right now and you can't expect for them to show up and be their best. So, or if your teenager had a bad day, right? Let's add in the teenager for a minute. Your teenager had a bad day. They come home. Maybe they, their friend broke up with them or their boyfriend broke up with them or they were bullied at school by somebody and really picked on and they come home in a bad mood and, and they come home and they don't want to talk and they slam the door and yet you're pushing them and pushing them and pushing them and expecting them, don't slam my door. You're going to talk to me right now. What's the problem? Because some of us can do that and maybe we don't sound like that. But we're putting these expectations on our teenager, maybe, hey, forcing them to try to talk, forcing them out of their bad mood when any of those things would put us in a mood too. And yet, we're not having somebody tell us that we need to behave differently or in a different manner. Allow that to settle Ignore it in the moment. You can talk about it later. Hey, I see you came home in a really bad mood. I would really appreciate it if you didn't slam the door. Um, I understand your mood. I, I, I understand that you're going through something and I'm here to talk. How can I help you? Right? We don't need to go be all just and reprimandive. It's a high expectation too high of an expectation. How about when our spouse walks in the door and we bombard them with questions or with things that happen throughout the day or complaints or things they have to do after they just came home from working all day. I have 10 things on this honey-do list 
that I want you to do. I don't do honey-do lists in my house. My husband actually asks for them. Hey, what is it that you want me to do? We have a board. I used to write things down on it um, where it wasn't like you do this, I do this. It was like this is what needs to be done this week. Um, now we use it as like a family meeting board. But um, for me, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. This is your house too. We're adults. We need to take accountability for our home. When you lived without me, you cleaned your apartment. You knew what needed to be done at home. So we do it together and we get things done. And, you know, if you see that something needs to be done, then do it. I don't need to tell you what to do. I don't, that's, I'm not a micromanager. I don't like doing that. Um, but some people, it works for them. But I can tell you that even if it does work for you, your spouse does not want you to be doing that when they walk in the door. That's a high expectation of them, right? And I'm not saying that, like, come home. This is in 1950 where they have to, like, you serve them a beer or a drink, a glass of water, iced tea or lemonade, and they sit on the couch and it's, like, total quiet and, like all is well in the world. I'm not saying that. That's an actually very unrealistic time in the family. Uh, That was a classic nuclear family and families were not happy. And I do have a degree to tell you that. (laughs) I promise. I earned it. I earned the right to tell you that families were not happy then. Divorce was not as common, but families were not happy then. Moms, women were not happy with their lifestyle then but what are and and it works for some people there are some people that that works for and and then that they want to do that in their home and that's totally fine and that's how it works and I'm not judging that I'm not saying that I'm just saying that do we have high expectations for our spouse for our kids for ourselves what are they we need to let them go drop the high expectations so mama This week, I'm going to encourage you and challenge you to look at the expectations that you have and to think about them, become aware of them and say, where can I drop some of these expectations? Some of our expectations are valid. They're realistic. Um, And we are very right on to expect them of ourselves and our children and our spouses, um, and to hold each other as a family, as family members accountable. But there are a lot of things in our lives that we can give up up too high of expectations. Um, And it actually helps us or keeps us or puts us in survival mode. It puts us in a mood because we think all of these things should happen and, and be a certain way and they shouldn't. So number two is allowing our schedules and our calendars to control us when we should instead be controlling what goes on our calendars and schedules. So what is that? We've talked about this a little bit before when we talked about living in the car, putting everything on our kids' schedules, letting them do all of the things and not doing anything. Um you know, that really matters. If we're allowing our kids to do all of the things, 
but we're not spending time together as a family, if we're not spending one-on-one time with each members of our family, if we're not, and, and that can be a very short amount of time, but every day we should be making sure that we are spending that time with each one of our family members where we have special time to connect with each and every one. And every moment that we get to connect with the members of our family, and it's something we often forget to do. My husband, and I'll give you an example, is very, very affectionate. Um, It's not that I'm not affectionate, but I want affection when I want it, and then then I'm done, I'm good. And I realize that it's different for him. We're all different. People need different levels of affection and admiration and love. And for me, I don't want somebody hanging on me, mauling me. Just, I mean, he doesn't do that. Because if he did, I don't know that we would have ever gotten married. (laughs) But uh, because I just, I'm like, no, no, no. Don't like that. Don't need that. Please don't do that. Not that girl. Um, but, and I like to feel loved, but, but feeling loved for me looks, looks something different too. I like affection. I like, um, like I said, I I like it when I like it and then, and then I'm done. And if I just could stop sometimes, because this is something I have to work on all the time because of how I am and because of how he is, because of our dynamic, it's different. I have to, if I could just stop and give him a hug while I'm cooking dinner, make sure that when he walks in the door, I walk over and I'm intentional to give him a kiss and give him a hug to connect with him. Really, how long is it going to take? 10, 20 seconds at most? And I'm saying I don't have time because that's often what I hear from moms is that we don't have time. I don't have time for one-on-one time. I don't have time to have a family meeting. I don't have time to do these things that will actually help the harmony and peace and, and dynamic within my home because I have all these other things on my calendar and my schedule that might not matter. So I have learned that... I have to constantly, I mean, not constantly, I don't do this every single day, but every month or two, I'm looking at my calendar and I'm rearranging it. I had just did a new Calendly calendar. And it for me, I don't know why it's like a tedious task. Like I don't like going in there and like redoing my calendar. I just want it to like know what I need at all times. But... I had just gone in and I had just updated my Calendly calendar. And this is for my business. This is for uh, scheduling coaching calls. This is for uh, scheduling breakthrough sessions. This is for scheduling my podcast interviews, my pre-calls that I do with that. Okay. And I just had gone in and I had updated it. And then I go to a baby appointment and I realize I'm at this time in my try and in, in my pregnancy where toward you know like oh I'm approaching this time and now I need 
more time for appointments and then even more appointments because I'm old and having a baby. I'm 37. I realize there are people much older than me and that's a personal statement that is not a judgment on anybody else who has kids because we all feel differently and and that's my perspective for my life not for anybody else's um or anybody else's situation uh but I will tell you I had a kid at six years ago just about almost four years ago and now I'm pregnant again and my body feels the difference (laughs) so I feel old and because of my age um I I don't want to say I feel old I don't want to claim that in my life but I'm just saying that like I definitely feel older um having a baby and I definitely have decided like my baby days are done after this I'm super excited to meet this baby um and it's it's a bittersweet time because my baby days are done (laughs) but really having Uh, to go into my calendar and now I had to rearrange it again because I had to allot for more time for baby and I try to look at my calendar and say this is you know what we're doing this is what's on my calendar right now this is what's important to me this is what's going to grow me this is the time for my kids this is the time for my husband and sometimes those times that I plan or in my schedule or my calendar and it doesn't work out and sometimes I have to remove something. Sometimes I have to add something in that I'm forgetting that's important to my life. So it doesn't matter if you work a full-time job. It doesn't matter what you have going on in your life. I took a time management class because of how busy I was a few years ago and it was eye-opening for me. We all have the same amount of time. There are people that say they don't have time and they don't get things done because they claim that in their lives. And there are people who make time for the things that matter to them. And the point is, is that we will make time for what we value and we will make time for what's important to us. So what is on your calendar? What is on your schedule? Stop allowing it to control you and gain control. This is an area of your life you have control in, no matter whether you feel like it or not. And I say that lovingly. I don't say that judgmental. I don't say that to be shaming. Nothing I say in this podcast is shaming or judgmental. It is all coming from a place of love and to teach and to help you grow. So number three is comparing ourselves to other moms and either uh, even other women who we think have it all together because mama, they don't. Not like you think they do when you tell yourself that story in your head. We see something on social media. We see something uh, at, at, at an event. We see a family We see somebody outside their home or even if they invite us over for dinner and we just think, wow, look at this mom's house. Look at her car. Look at her life. She has everything. But that mom might have every materialistic thing you could ever think you want, but her marriage could be terrible. Her family dynamic can be horrible. 
She could cry herself to sleep every single night, yet she's posting the most perfect life on social media. She's showing up and telling her family to show up at their best because she invited you for dinner. You don't know what somebody else's life is like behind closed doors. Not unless you're super close to them and they are super transparent and honest and raw with you. So stop comparing yourself. Focus on how you can be the mom that you want to be and show up and strive for excellence and be and do your best every single day because that is what matters if we are so focused on what this mom is doing and what this mom has and what we don't have then guess where our focus is on all of those things it's not focused on us It's not focused on how we can be better. It's not focused on us being the mom that we want to be. It's not focused on us getting the life that we want. We're focusing on all we don't have. We're focusing on feeling sorry for ourselves. We're focusing on things we think we want that we might get and never be satisfied because we didn't work on the things that matter to us and that actually mean something in our lives. So mama, a lot of times what we see is an illusion, okay? A lot of times what and who we're comparing ourselves to, we have no idea what their story is. And even if we do, maybe we admire our friend's lives who is raw, completely and honest with us. And it seems like she has this perfect life. But she's worked dang hard to build the life that she has and wants for herself. So I encourage you to stop comparing yourself to her and use her as a mentor in your life to go out and do the same. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Stop comparing yourself. Use her as a resource. Teach me. Show me. What did you have to do? Because she didn't just get handed to her. Anything that's worth it in life that you want is work. It doesn't matter. Family, harmony in your family, harmony in your marriage, good relationships, all of it. It takes work. What's the backstory? What did you have to go through to get what you want? Use her as a mentor and stop comparing yourself to her. Okay? Stop the comparison. Start celebrating other women. Start seeking other women that you want to be more like. Follow them. Learn from them. Because none of us are perfect and we all have a story and we've all had to start somewhere at the bottom to get where we are and where we want to be. Number four is stop valuing trivial things above your family. We talked about this a little bit. An example of this is stop thinking that you have to and stop uh, trying to live in an immaculate home. So if we're valuing our home being super clean and I love a clean home. I love not having clutter, which is like almost nearly impossible when you have kids. 
because no matter how much crap I get rid of, I somehow just keep accumulating stuff and I keep getting rid of stuff and there's still things. But what I can get rid of, I do. There are things for me that I'm like, this is like just I need to do this for me because this makes me happy and fills my bucket a little and that's okay. We all have those things, right? But if we're so focused, like I live in a 3,000 square foot house. If you add in the basement, which is very used in in the summer months, in the warm months, there's people here, we live at the lake. Um, It's really overrated. (laughs) I mean, I love it here. Um, And I feel very, very blessed to live here. But living in a house this large and having to take care of it, um, you know, essentially me and then my husband when he helps uh, is overwhelming. It's unrealistic to have to do it all yourself when you have other things like little kids and school or a full-time job or a business and school and little kids all going on to expect for my house to be immaculately clean at all times. It's an unrealistic expectation I have. So let's cover both things right now. And if I valued an immaculate house, like in my head, I think I want all the time because really I do. I just want somebody else to do it. (laughs) And if I was in a different stage of life, my house would be immaculate all the time. But I've had to give up that expectation And I've had to ask myself many times when I have decided I'm going to clean on a Saturday when my family's going to the beach, am I going to sit here and am I going to do this and make sure that they have this meal that they probably don't even give a crap about when they get home from the beach? Or do you think that they would value and I would value going and actually spending that time with them at the beach? What are we valuing above our family? What are we valuing that is trivial in our lives that we need to, not saying that we don't keep it. I'm not saying, okay, I'm just not going to clean my house. But I'm saying I'm not going to value cleaning my house over spending time with my family. I can rearrange things. I can say, this is what I'm doing today because this is more important. And me needing to vacuum can wait because that's still going to be there. But my kids, this weekend, this opportunity, this memory, this moment is not. This is right here and right now, and it's going to pass. The house is always going to need to be vacuumed. It's always going to need to be cleaned. Something's always going to need to be done. And if I value that so much that I'm not taking the time to spend with my family, then that's a problem. And I'm using that as an example. What are you valuing? Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's money. Maybe you're working all of this overtime because you want to take a four-day vacation with your family, but what your family wants is you right now. Your kids want you right now, every day. And four days with your family is amazing and that's awesome or a week or whatever it is but don't miss the opportunities that you have right now stop valuing things that don't matter or aren't going to matter when you're on your deathbed someday 
over your family and time with them now. Number five is quit doing anything that does not align with the values that you keep. So I can't tell you what your values are, but I suggest that this is something that you take a look at and you think about this week. I encourage you to do that. And if you are coaching with me, this is something that we would look at really deep and in depth and I would help you do that and I would give you uh, tools to be able to do that with. But just think about what is it that I really value most in life? What are the values that I have? Is it peace? If you value peace, then quit doing the things that do not bring peace into your life. Do you value rest? Then quit staying up all night binge watching Netflix. Do you value, and I'm just coming up with with these off the top of my head, right? Do you value intimacy with your spouse? Quit doing the thing or the things that prevent you from going and getting that intimacy with your spouse. Because oftentimes we blame our spouse for not uh, being intimate with us. And I'm not saying in a sexual way, that's not the only way we can be intimate with our spouses, but connecting with them. And we'll say, oh, I'm not getting this because you're doing this, or I'm not getting this because you're doing this. What are you doing? Are you going and making an effort? Or are you just letting um, life happen and just keeping it at status quo? This is how it is every single day. What are you doing? Because I can tell you right now, if I'm like, hey, like, in, um, you want to come like upstairs with me or I come downstairs in a fun thing that my husband wants to see me wear. And I am talking about in a sexual way right now, <laughs> like with intimacy, he would drop whatever it is he's doing and be like, yeah, let's go. I mean, I've done that before. That's how my first child was made. No joke. A little TMI for you on a Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. But I remember thinking, I'm going to make a baby today. And I did. And I went to work and I told my friend, I think I made a baby last night. And I said, and I'm just telling you, because if I did, I want you to know that I really feel like I intuitively know that this happened. And then it did. Isn't that crazy? I did it with the same friend. We live miles apart with my second fun fact. I said, I think I made a baby last night. And I said, and I'm just telling you because I told you before and I have that same feeling. And I just want to tell somebody and you're the person I told last time. So I'm going to tell you again. And it was true. Isn't that awesome? Just the intuition that we have sometimes about certain things. I don't know why I have it with my kids. I do. I know when I make babies, I'm not really sure why that's a thing in my life, but it is. But I will tell you the first time, uh, no, not the first time, (laughs) but that time when I, I mean, I actually have done this before. I pursued my husband and he was eating his favorite evening snack cereal. 
And he left the bowl there to get soggy and gross on the counter and was like, see ya. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you valuing? Or what are you doing that doesn't align with your values? Do you value um, time? Quality time with your family. Well, stop doing the things that prevent you. Quit doing the things that prevent you from spending that quality time with your family. Do you value your relationship with God? Well, quit doing the things that are preventing you from growing in your relationship with God. Start doing the things that you need to do. Um... Do you value uh, just there's so many different things and I'm going to leave that with you because I can't think of another one off the top of my head right now. I literally have lists of values that we can have and, and, and then there's more and more. There's thousands and thousands of things that could be on our list and I don't expect you to be like, oh, here's like 30 things I value, but we should think about the top things that we value in our lives this week, I'm going to encourage you to do that. What are those things? What are the things that you value? What are the values that you keep? Write them down and then really look at that list and say, what am I doing that does not align with any of these values? What happens in my life that does not align with these values. You want peace? Stop yelling. You want peace? Learn how to solve problems and conflict. Don't run from conflict. Running from conflict, avoiding conflict does not create peace. You know what it creates? It creates an explosion when all of that builds up inside of us or somebody else. That's what it creates. Learn how to problem solve. Learn how to work through that if you value peace and want peace. Learn how to teach your kids to do those things. So that is it for today. Those are my top five things that I believe you need to quit doing as a mom. So I just want to thank you, Mama, for tuning in today. Make sure you share this with a friend that you think needs to hear the message And uh, please really just don't take the time or don't take the time. Please don't forget. Please do take the time and please don't forget to write me a fab review, especially if you're really enjoying the podcast. That's how the podcast grows and gets um, pushed up in the list for people to actually see it. And, And I'm just sharing that with you because a lot of people don't know that. So My goal is to reach and to help as as many moms as I possibly can all across, not just the United States, but, um, but our world. I want to be in all different countries and to be growing and to be helping moms, and that is my goal. So if you could just help me by writing a fab review, that would be so appreciated. And I'm actually gonna have a contest pretty soon um, on... Uh, winning a gift card to Amazon. We'll talk about that when I get there. I'm not sure when I'm going to do that yet, but it'll be coming soon and I'm going to plan that. And 
uh, you screenshot, you take a picture, send me uh, the review to as proof that you did it, and I will enter you in um, to win a gift card for $50. So you can even take the picture now, and then when I, you can write me the review, take the picture now, and then save it for when I do the contest. And you could be entered to win a gift card for 50 bucks to Amazon. Who doesn't want a $50 gift card to Amazon? I would use that up in a day, okay? I know you got Amazon boxes coming to your porch too because this is the stage of life we're in, right? Unless you don't support Amazon for whatever reason. But um, if you don't, then you can still message me and tell me. And um, if you're the winner, I'll get you a gift card to something else. How about that? I am very, very flexible and I understand that people uh, believe different things and it's not my not my uh, not my area to judge or, or or anything like that. So until next time mama, take care and God bless. Mama, if this message resonated with you, please check out the description of this episode where you can learn more about how you can work with me to be more purposeful in your home starting today. The pillars for purposeful motherhood uh, course, is discounted at an amazing price that is only good for the next 48 hours. So you definitely wanna make sure that you check out the description and hop on this amazing deal before it's gone. Take care and God bless.